Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside Aaron. Hello there. And returning this week we have Dave. Hey, Dave, Dave, it has been like, where have you been? It's been, it's been forever. Um, I, I was, I was trying to work. Jet, jet, jet setting and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we've got, we've got you this week, but unfortunately we don't have John. So the, we haven't got the full panel again, but, um, we were talking about this. I think we were mentioning this last week. I think the last time all four of us were together on the podcast was early September. So <laughs> just as the Elite no. League started. Yeah. Yeah. It was early September. Um, that was the last time all four of us were together on the podcast. Otherwise it's been twos here, threes there and everything else. But, um, well, yeah. I'm going to do my utmost best not to get COVID again. Great. Um, Thank you. Not to get again. So I'll do my very best between now and great. Christmas and the new year. That, that'd so. be great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Dave, if you, if next you, time, do you want do 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 I need to bring a sick note from the doctor? Um, no, we'll for, no, we're, it's okay. We're, we'll forgive you for that. We, don't, we won't go as far as that. And Dave, if you could just like not go away or something, or just like not have family things on, or yeah, yeah if you just just turn up, it'd be great. Um, and then yes, we'll try and get John yes. as well, um, to, to yes, show up as well. Tell me about Legoland. Amazing. Best holiday in a long time. I forgot to ask you. So you were in Copenhagen. You were away in Denmark. Uh, you were visiting family. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yep. you get over. The kids had a great time. Went to Legoland and stuff. Did Dad get to enjoy any hockey? I know you were talking about trying to get to some. No, I had got it organized and whatnot, and then went to get the tickets, and they were awful, awful complicated. And Medianish oh. uh, sucks. So, oh. um, and it was I left it too late to try and work it all out. So just we just had a nice quiet night in. Unfortunately, next time maybe next time you're over, we can catch something there. Um, anyway, how, let's get let's let's get on um, with how, with with everything the way we normally do. Aaron, how are you doing? Anyway, we haven't got to you. We were obviously talking to Dave there. How are you getting on? I'm doing all right, apart from this lovely horrible cough that I've still got. Um, but uh, I haven't been away and from the last podcast. I haven't really done anything. We're starting. Uh, I know it's early, but we're starting to put the Christmas stuff up. Okay. We already have one Christmas tree up in the hallway. You see, you say it's early, but um, I was over at my over at my dad's, my sister's house, and yeah, it's 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 a complete winter wonderland. Um, it's already up yeah. and it's done. And a um, lot of the, a lot of the houses in our development have, have already got all of their whole houses have decorated. Yep. Yeah, I seen the first Christmas tree I seen of this season. The first Christmas tree I seen was even before Halloween. I was walking down to a thing at Halloween. We yeah, we were walking down to um a local brewery um close to us here, um and we were walking down and it was just before it was the Thursday before Halloween and there was already Christmas trees up in two houses down on down on one of the roads down towards the brewery. I was just like, what? Wow. It's way too early. Um, when are you going to start putting yours up? important questions here. well we're we're me me and Aoife are away on holiday next week we're away to budapest next week um so we are oh, gonna best epic oh, so okay. we'll get talking after the podcast because i forgot you were there um yes yeah, so we're heading to budapest next week um so we're gonna we'll probably do it like the week after at some point yeah right. yeah normally around my birthday so 11th of december so normally around my birthday we put it up two weeks away or so then for you dave is it is it about two weeks three weeks two three yeah, about two weeks um, 
No, it's saying no John this week, unfortunately. Um, he is tending to some family stuff at home. So, hi, John. Um, hope everything goes hey, okay. John. Um, he said he will watch it back or listen back anyway. So, if you are watching us, um, we obviously, if you're, if you're, if you're listening to us on, um, our, your podcast of choice, um, you can watch us also on YouTube if you, um, didn't know that already. Um, we do put up the links so you can watch our, our faces. I hope if you John prefer. knew that. John, John knows that. I was just pointing it out. Um, <laughs> but guys, what we'll do is we'll get stuck into our podcast as we always do and we'll take a quick look um, at the league standings first off here in the elite or yep the elite ice hockey league uh via play i was trying to say trying to remember the name of the sponsor there and i kind of got it confused the via play elite league um, hockey league and then we'll move over to the nhl um so starting here in the uk we're starting uh, with guildford flame still sitting top with uh, 18 games played and 31 points sheffield steelers are sitting in second with 16 games played and 25 points Coventry are currently sitting in third with 18 games and 25 points. Belfast Giants are in fourth place with 15 games played and 22 points. Cardiff Devils sit fifth with 16 games played, 21 points. Nottingham Panthers are in sixth with 15 games played, 13 points. Five Flyers move up into seventh with 18 games played and 12 points. And the Dundee Stars are in eighth with 18 games played and 12 points. Manchester are in ninth with 14 games played, nine points. And then Glasgow Clan still sitting bottom uh, with 18 games played, but on nine points now after a four-point weekend i think if i remember correctly this past weekend um so maybe some things are changing there for glasgow some fortunes changing um although there's been a lot of shifting and movement and a lot of players deciding to um maybe take leave of the team um this past week or two um which um has been an interesting um moves to watch dave we'll start with you um i know you've been away and stuff but i'm, I'm sure you've been watching the league and, and and keeping keeping an eye on things uh your thoughts let's look at the top of the league i mean not much movement there she- uh, guilford are still sitting top um with sheffield um behind um what's your thoughts still looking um super interesting seeing seeing guilford there um even with their games and uh, with them having the extra games their points are still you know spot on um where they are, they look like they're definitely playing that top flight, you know, top level hockey. Um, I the, really think this, this Saturday is going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Because if, if they, if, if at the moment, if we win that and then we win the, the other uh, few games, yeah, okay, we, we could kind of set and go to the top. But if we lose that, they've, yeah, yeah. they've got it. The, not that they've got the league completely, but they, they, they will keep the number one spot. Uh, yeah. and you're right you're right i mean they've already they've already taken i mean we've already went up against them already and they they they, they took us they they already took the points from that last game i mean this would be mm-hmm. a second game where if they if they take the points again this one it's just again just showing that they are continuing their that form um yeah sorry sorry dave you were saying yeah and then obviously seeing the steelers giants split the weekend um last weekend there so it's all it's all pretty much there to play for which is it's always a good thing. Obviously, I would love to see the Giants win them every game. But uh, the more of these games that are, are split, the better the league is. And the more interesting it is to watch, to be fair. You're 100%. Um, I mean, we've talked about it. We've talked about it before how, um, you know, when you have when you've had seasons in the past where maybe a team has been dominating right up until like Christmas after Christmas and you kind of think to yourself, well, the season's near, like the season's running out, the season's kind of 
coming towards an end when it comes to like you know february time and you kind of think oh it's kind of sawn up obviously we've seen teams who have completely fluffed it at that point <laughs> but um we do like it when you kind of when it's not just the same two teams or same three teams you know at the top and those same names this has definitely been a season where it's been great to see an, a new a new new name shall we say or a new team in the running um so guildford continuing that that form and continuing that while i don't want to like obviously i we said it from the start and when we did our predictions at the start of the season i don't think any of us have predicted or put in our thoughts that guildford would be sitting where they are at this time uh, when we were talking about the, those predictions at the start of the season um and while we don't want obviously we, we always want we are we're belfast giants fans we always want the giants to be the ones who succeed and become first it's refreshing in some ways to see guildford flames sitting at the top of the league and yeah, in where they are and it, it's it's definitely refreshing and it's it's an interesting it's an interesting turn um you know especially having you know the, your belfasts your cardiffs and your sheffields dominating you know that league for the last decade and a half well, you know well it's not even just the fact that the ultra planes are up there but we've also got again i appreciate that there's games in hands but giants and cardiff are fourth and fourth and fifth you know, you've still got the Sheffield Steelers and, and, and blaze right up there yeah you're right um and and, and yeah I, you're, and you just point out they're exactly the same. Blaze are another team. They're still sitting, you know, quite strong in the third place. They're still sitting in the top part of the table rather than where they they have been known to be in the la- in the bottom half of the table. And yeah, you're right. There's still some good performances coming out of Coventry and still some 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 great. And, and yeah, again, another good turn. And you're right. Cardiff and, and Belfast sitting fourth and fifth with and, and as you say still a couple of games in hand but even if if and, and John always famously says you know we don't talk about games in hand because it's not points you know you can't doesn't necessarily mean it, it means it doesn't equal points but having those games in hand sometimes are a bit of a benefit to know that but you know you've got Cardiff here sitting what two games behind the the lead in Card in, in in terms of Guildford you know if they've won those two if they won those two games it doesn't take them anywhere near where, where Guildford is same with well, Belfast have three games in hand you know if they won those three games six points they still that won't take them that doesn't but take that's them. what that's why I was saying this Saturday is really important yeah because yes the three games behind but this Saturday it's an equal game it doesn't really agreed yeah that way but um, if they win it, then that might get them up to the uh, up to the top point. But if they if they don't, then even if they win all the three games in hand, they're still second. Yeah, no, I one agree. thing I would say about the the teams in form, the top four. Um, one thing you can put that down to is stability. You know, they've all had mm. longer term coaches. Um, you know, you've uh, Guildford have had your man, I forgot his name. And then if um, Sheffield still has, is it Aaron? Fox. Fox, yeah. And then uh, Danny Stewart in, not right, Danny Stewart yep. in um, Coventry. In uh, Coventry. You know, they've all been there two, three, four seasons, you know, um, and obviously Kiefer. Um, and then, but then the Cardiff have just changed their coach, was at the tail end of last year. We're going to talk about Nottingham later. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> I'm going to change the coach, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about that. Um, it's uh, uh, it's Paul Dixon, by the way, for Guildford. Um, yeah, I always forget Paul's name. Unfortunately, sorry, Paul. Not that he's listening, but yeah, Paul Dixon. That's about to say. Gets all his gets all his tips from us. He's <laughs> um, yeah, you're right, and it's a it's a good observation, Dave. I mean, you've got those you know those 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 names who are familiar to our league, who have been there for maybe you know two, three, four, longer you know seasons wise. Um, who and you can see how that's that's you know representative in the in the top four. Or so, um, 
I suppose that, that the argument could be made that you know there's, there's some some of the teams down the bottom who've maybe had the same coach but hasn't really. But yeah. we know what's happened with we know what's happened with Glasgow and their woes and the misfortunes this season. And we know and we know what's happened with Fife is that the, that's that's sort of where they play. Yeah, it's where they play <laughs> because they won't they won't pull the trigger they and change the coach. Yeah, as well. I was about to say yeah, that they won't, they won't pull the trigger. Talking about the bottom, could this weekend see the Glasgow clan move up from the bottom? Last week they I mean, had a four-point weekend, and could we see Manchester Storm go to the bottom? Manchester. The only thing we have to think about Manchester is that why, the only thing I can figure out with Manchester is uh, based on the elite league table is that how they have played so little a number of games mm. compared to the rest of the league. I mean, I mean, if you well, not so little because obviously there's not oh, really. Not it's a, well, I suppose yeah. they've played one less game, but like when you think about it, they've played they've played four less games than say. The, the lead leaguer the, the the league leaders you know or they played four less games they played four less games than the team that's just above them in Dundee Stars and they've also played I'm four less them. four less teams four less games compared to the Glasgow clan yeah, so yeah. again I suppose right now it's very hard to tell about Manchester because you know if they if they took again we kind of talk about taking games but you know if you imagine if Manchester took some of those points from those four games that they have in hand I mean they would probably move them up into sixth place you know maybe up to seventh mm, okay. seventh place maybe you know um so it's, it's a bit hard to tell i suppose with those and um, but we are coming towards that middle point of the season where we're coming towards that christmas period where we're coming in december the fixtures all get really heavy at this point you know we start seeing lots of fixtures build up three four games a week you know it's starting to kind of kind of get to that point so it'll be interesting to see you know we're right now we're at the right at the tail end of november so it'll be interesting to see what you know this time next month when we're coming towards tail end of december just how that league is sitting um and it'll kind of give us maybe a bit of a bit a bit of a, a good indication going into the second half of that season in terms of the last running and um, before playoffs I'm still very surprised Steve, it was surprising when I woke up, uh, opened the website and saw Manchester in, in ninth spot. I was like, "Whoa!" Yes. You know, do you know what's missing on this website? A timeline feature, like you know, no, to be able to drag it back and forth to see the 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 standings change. We should try to do that on the website next season. That's right that's yeah, get, there you, you go. You're <laughs> <laughs> just giving yourself just write that down. Write that down. Someone put that down for action points. Um, yeah, you just give yourself tasks. They're so good. It would be. I, like, I agree. Where, where were Manchester last time we were talking? Like they weren't. They definitely weren't ninth. No, they weren't. They no, weren't. they weren't. You're right. They're definitely not playing as a ninth place team. Uh, well, when you see them play, um, obviously they're not getting the wins, but uh, they definitely look look better when you see them see them play. So yeah. Um, guys, uh, we're going to switch our attention to the NHL for the first time this uh, this season in our podcast. Um, obviously, we haven't really talked about the NHL and the standings in the NHL because, as we always say, um, early days but before Christmas. You know, obviously, are for anybody who isn't anybody who's from who's local and and is more of a, a UK hockey fan um, and doesn't really know about the NHL too much. While here in the UK, we focus a lot on the league, um, and the league is the big thing for us. Um, playoffs kind of take second, second place here in the UK. Um, obviously, for those who don't know, um, over in the US and the NHL, it's the opposite way around. The league kind of means eh, very little. Uh, where it's the more towards heading towards the the final end of the season for the playoffs and towards the Stanley's Cup. Um, so let's take a quick look just at the moment in terms of where the standings are, just to kind of gives a bit of an idea of how things are standing because there's been some surprises. I've got to say, um. Uh, especially in the Metropolitan Division. So well, let's get started. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, the Metropolitan Division, the New Jersey Devils 
sit top in first place with 20 games played and 32 points. The New York Islanders are in second place with 21 games and 26 points. And the Carolina Hurricanes are in third place with 20 games played and 24 points. In the Atlantic then, uh, you have Boston are sitting top with 20 games played and 34 points. Toronto are in second with 21 games played and 27 points. And Detroit are in third place. Sorry, I didn't mean it to sound so wedded, but Detroit are in third place with 19 games played and 24 points. Uh, look at the wild card spots. Not that it matters right now, but the wild card spots are currently held by the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, 21 games, 24 points, and 19 games, 23 points. Um, just for reference, because we do have a Phillies fan in the room here, uh, they're currently sitting in the sixth place under the wild card spot uh, with 20 games played and 19 It looks points. like we're trying to go for the, the record again. We're nine on, was it nine losses in a row? Mm, um, yeah. I, I really want to, I need to go back and find out what our, um, uh, what the record is for losses in a row, because it sounds, it feels like they're going for that record again. <laughs> Could be. Check out that. Let's have definitely have a look for that. We're going to switch our attention over to the western side of the country and looking at the central division. Uh, Dallas are sitting top with 20 games played and 27 points. Colorado are in second with 18 games played at 23 points. And Winnipeg are in third with 18 games played at 23 points. Pacific division. Um, this is, an, again... Uh, I'm quite, I was quite a surprise to see it sitting where it's sitting at the moment, uh, but we've got Vegas sitting in first with 21 games played and 33 points. Seattle are in second with 20, 19 games played and 25 points, and Los Angeles are sitting in third with 22 games played and 24 points. Wildcard spots held by Calgary and St. Louis. Uh, again, just for reference, because we have a Minnesota Wild fan in the room, uh, they're sitting in third place there in the wildcard spot, and John isn't here, but Nashville are currently sitting in fifth place. Um, to, be, to be fair, mm-hmm. um, second to fifth are all in the wildcard spot. I was just about to say uh, all the same points roughly about the same amount of games played um, not really much change between them um, so yeah is again that, uh, central division is always um, a complete bloodbath it's always tough Again, uh, everyone takes points from everyone. So it's it's really early days, and as you say, uh, as you said, Dave, and we've always talked about it in previous previous um, you know, previous um episodes of the podcast and previous seasons. Like you, you're right, one hundred percent, it's a bloodbath. It's constant change within that that division, um, and it's just constantly. But let's take a look at the, the where the standings well, as they you, are. You, Sorry, you say that though. There's a there's a good article on the hockey news that just got released about three hours ago by Jason Chen, and he's saying that. Today, oh, by the way, happy Thanksgiving to oh yeah, happy Thanksgiving to one of you. All our American listeners, happy Turkey Day. Thousands of them. There's actually there's pretty significant number. Okay. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> unless <laughs> unless unless everybody in the UK is using a VPN, I, I <laughs> could <Yeah>. be <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. Um, but this article uh, gives a, a we'll put it on the website. It's a really good article. Deep, does a deep dive into uh, what today's date. He said it's a pivotal a pivotal date uh, in the calendar. It's a soft cutoff date for for the playoffs. And pretty much over the last uh, few seasons, roughly seventy five percent of the teams in the playoff positions by this date will make the postseason. Will, will make it. Oh. Um, so really, only twenty like. But this, who we have now, seventy-five percent of them, and only twenty-five percent will change. Now, might not be in the same position, we might not be the same numbering, but seventy-five percent of the teams that we have right now will make it. Basically, and it does a good uh, uh, recap on where the team is and how they're doing. I, I, I brushed with the flyers one. Um, that's yeah. that, that's 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 send out of my way. That's 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 a pretty interesting stat. Um, 
But we'll have to look to see. That's the, must be obviously he's smarter than us, and if he's saying that's what the trend is, then <laughs> we'll take Gary, it, yeah, I'll we'll take, take it, I'll take his word on it. Not a problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, so guys, let's just take a quick quick look. Just um, if that's okay, just a few of the teams, a few of the surprises that have came um, came up for me, or uh, that I sound surprised about. The first one is probably a bit of a resurgence for a number of teams. First off, New Jersey Devils um, sitting first in the Metropolitan. Um, it's it's a resurgence in a way that yes they were kind of there last year um they were kind of in that third fourth place kind of area last year but this year they seem to have really went on this winning streak which we will talk about later on more in the second period because there is a bit of news on that winning streak obviously they went on a on a quite a quite a significant number of wins uh, i was I think it was thir- was it 13 in a row wins straight if i remember correctly it was something significant like yeah it was definitely because then um they were beaten last night by toronto uh, but we'll talk about that um, because it's an interesting one. Um, but it's, I found out it was interesting. New York Islanders and Carolina sitting in there was quite not much surprising. Um, Boston are showing quite dominant in the Atlantic Division, but again, not really surprising. The first two teams in the Atlantic Division, um, Boston and Toronto, were there last year too. Um, but Detroit sitting in third place after what has been probably a difficult number of years for Detroit. Would you agree? Jeez, it must be nearly five to ten years since they've been in up in contention it's been a long time this has felt like a long time yeah yeah um, one thing i'm really impressed with is new jersey's um last 10 games uh, nine wins and one loss yeah no it's 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 yeah it's been it's been an interesting one um and again that's why i was kind of surprised by some of the standings in terms of where they were the other ones that were got me was over looking at the con- across country and i and i said it was seattle um, Seattle sitting mm-hmm. second in Pacific Division. I mean, last year Seattle, obviously in their inaugural year, had a real struggle. You know, sitting bottom pretty much throughout the whole entire season. I think they were sitting maybe second from the bottom, third from the bottom the whole way through the season. And this year they have just kind of skinned life. There's been a spark there. There's something has changed over this summer that has created this team that's maybe kind of maybe become more gelled, more formed, and they're definitely showing a bit more true form this season. Um, definitely performing better um and if, if the stats are right aaron in terms of what you're saying in terms of the uh 75 fact hopefully that's one of the 75 that uh, moves through to the, the the playoffs it would be that it would definitely be nice to see yeah yeah um okay i anybody got anything else on that before we move on nope yeah yeah uh flyers losing streak was 13 so <laughs> we're nearly there oh okay <laughs> okay Okay. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> nearly there, nearly there. All right. Uh, with that, what we'll do is we'll get moved on to our period one of hockey. Okay, period one is a roundup of stories from uh, here in the UK. Um, I'm going to start us off. Well, <laughs> I'm going to start us off. I put all the stories together, so that's why I'm going to start us off. Um, a couple of stories um, this week um, that I wanted to just kind of cover. Um, I'm going to start off first off with the story, obviously, about the Challenge Cup. We talk about the Challenge Cup endlessly. Um, we know it's John's favorite tournament of the whole entire season. Um, but it's the obviously the Challenge Cup, the Challenge Cup uh, group stages have finally ended, finally came to an end as of, I think, last weekend. Um, the final games were played last weekend, I think, between, was it Guildford and Manchester, I think, or Guildford and... 
yeah, I can't remember who it was, um, but the final games were played last week. Um, so we now have the final stages, which we kind of already kind of knew in our last podcast, but just to kind of round them off. Um, the group stages finished with uh, the Belfast Giants won 100% of the game, so they won Group A and top seed over the whole entire tournament. The Sheffield Steelers, with 81% of their games won, are in second place, who won Group C. And the Coventry Blaze are the winners of Group B. Um, following through them were Five Flyers, Dundee Stars, Guildford Flames, Cardiff Devils, and the Nottingham Panthers. Um, so they were all moving through to the next round to the quarterfinal matchups, which is a knockout stage. Those quarterfinal knockup final uh, quarterfinal matches are as follows for anybody who isn't aware. So Belfast Giants will take on the Nottingham Panthers on a in a uh, it's a home away fixtures. So Belfast Giants take on the Nottingham Panthers. Sheffield Steelers will face off against the Cardiff Devils. Coventry Blaze will go up against the Guildford Flames and the Five Flyers will go up against Dundee. Uh, those dates for those games will be announced shortly. Um, that should be taking place probably around about January time and we'll still have to wait until March to get to the final. But we're, we're progressing, shall we say, in the Challenge Cup. Um, any of those fixtures um, look particularly juicy? Any of those fixtures just look a bit, yeah, Dave? The Sheffield uh, Cardiff would be a good game to watch. Um, I would say it would be a good, uh, you know, if you were a, a non um, committed on either side, you know, if you were just a, a random fan, I'm sure that'd be a great game to watch. Um, the Belfast Nottingham, it's going to be. I don't think we've ever had a game in, a game against Nottingham that hasn't been um, interesting. Yeah. Um, no matter who their coach is, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it should be it should be good. I think they're all competitive games. Like I don't think there's anybody going to be walking away thinking, going with that, going, yeah, yeah, we're going to win that. I would say, I would say, I would agree with you exactly what you said. I think the the way it's being drawn up, or the way those those teams have been have been drawn against each other, they are all ta- all games which um, are yeah feisty games um some people will probably complain because obviously you'll have the, you have the likes of maybe the scotland fans who are saying not another fife versus dundee game They're, they get loads of them per season but you just know that it's a fife dundee it's kind of a, a local derby type thing it's going to be a feisty game coverage it's guaranteed a scotland game to the next next leg as well though which is nice that's that is true you'll have you do you have you have that as one um and you'll also have then the, the fact that you'll have in the semi-finals you'll have um, a guildford coventry as well which is nice to see as well going into those semis um and you'll know that one of the big teams if no sorry two of the big teams are going to be kicked out after this round which is going to be again not ref- i don't want to say refreshing but the fact that we just we know that two of the the th- well i say big teams not in the panthers really that's i was giving them kudos there call them big teams but big arena teams uh so we'll we'll include the panthers in that um but you know one of the four arena teams um they're they're, they're, two of them are going to be gone you know going to the next round so that's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting one to see um aaron anything any other thoughts on that i was just thinking it'd be good to see if Guildford flames can carry across their success into the cup at the minute they only won 50 percent of their games but they're definitely um, on form at the minute. Like. They're yeah. definitely on form, so that, that might follow across here. It's interesting that you say that, um, Aaron, because I know we talked about it, obviously, during th- that stages where we were talking about the group stages and we were talking about, obviously, the, the, the league and how things weren't really... You know the, what was Not happening sure. in the yeah what was happening in the league for 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 the um for the Guildford Flames they just weren't able to kind of have that match up with what was happening in the Challenge Cup and vice versa Coventry were doing really well in the Challenge Cup but this couldn't maybe make that equate to the same thing that was happening in the league now I'm not saying obviously they're sitting in good places in the league in Coventry and stuff but um Coventry obviously took a bit of an upper hand when it came to the the, the Challenge Cup um because obviously they were in the same group you know with Guildford mm. um. 
and so it'll be interesting to see kind of where that 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 game goes and i kind of think that comes back to what dave was saying in that it just make, turns into a really tasty kind of interesting meaty game because obviously we've seen them play but we know that you know that they've they've taken not they've been taking points from each other all season so it'll be interesting to see where that goes i don't think it'd be it's not gonna be an easy clear-cut guess of, of where that that game's gonna end so what do you reckon giants Steelers, flames five hmm. interesting okay a coin between those two like it's gonna be interesting yeah i would say well giants yeah um i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna say devils um over Sheffield, um, I'm going to say Blaze are going to take it from Flames, uh, and yeah, I'm so. going to go with Fife. Either they'll be playing in the cup. Yeah, I just, I just think they'll, they'll be, they'll be wanting it. They'll be, they'll be aiming for that. They just know that that's what it is. And I think Cardiff, Cardiff, I just think he'll have. They're, they're going to have. We're going to talk about Cardiff in the, um, in one of the stories coming up. But I think Cardiff will have this. You know, they have this. They're going to have this boost, um, that we're going to talk about, obviously, um, and I think that'll maybe take that into the Challenge Cup aspect, and hopefully, well, hopefully not bring it yeah. into it, but yeah, I think that maybe that'll help them in the long run. Um, let's move on to our next story. If that's okay, guys. Um, we're going to move on to that story uh, in the pa- with the Panthers with Nottingham, um, just because we've been alluding to it and kind of joking around about it. Um, but th- we have seen this week a one out, one in kind of situation happening there in in um, in, in Nottingham. Uh, the Panthers this week, um, Tuesday of this week, um, announced that they were parting ways with their head coach Gary Graham. Um, he obviously started uh, coaching for the team um, during the summer period, so he start working. Um, you know, I suppose throughout this season and during that summer period, you know, he's kind of new. He was kind of new to the team. He came into the team, came into the team kind of fresh as well. Uh, but Omar Pasha felt that the they weren't making the change, they weren't making the strides, they weren't making the moves that the team needed. They weren't getting the results that the team needed, and therefore change needed to be made. So therefore, they decided to part ways um, with their head coach. Um, but on the announcement of uh, their head coach leaving, um, so that was happened probably like midday, roughly around about on Tuesday, and about. <laughs> we said about an hour how long was it was there even like a how much time was there between them saying about one person out one person in and um, they obviously announced that um, graham was leaving and then they announced straight after that the a familiar face to everyone in the elite league not just uh the Nottingham panthers but Corey nielsen who was the head coach um for the panther Nottingham panthers for several years um is returning from spending his time with a, a winning dell two um coach or uh, you know so he is coming back into the lineup and he's going to be um head coach for the remainder of the 2022 2023 season um pash did say there's a lot of hockey players left in the season it's crucial at this point of the season to get the person who knows the elite league uh so therefore we've made a decision to bring back uh Corey nielsen um we're having this version of Corey nielsen bring back confidence to the team moving forward blah blah blah, blah. i mean dave let's start with you i mean this this it came as a bit of a surprise, if if nothing else. It feels like a bit of a step back for for Corey, but fair enough. Um, he's we do know he's a he, I want to say he's a fab coach, but he's a he's a okay coach. Um, he's definitely um the one to probably right the ship. Um, for them, you know, they need someone to sort of take take control, and he he will be able to do that. He has the pedigree, and he knows the, the knows the league. Those four seasons, the league has changed. So it might take him a bit just to get back up to speed, but I think in in um, in it all, it'll work out. Um, he is the he is the only uh, Panthers coach in what fifty years to win the to win the league. So mm-hmm. um, you can't go go wrong with having him back. 
um, I think he's great as a coach. Um, always sort of highly rated him. He's done a great job for um, GB as a, as a assistant coach. I think um, same as Kiefer. So um, he's done a cracking job. So be interesting to see how he, what he does this season. But next season, if he stays, is when you'll see the real the real work. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the last paragraph in that in that um, in the, the article. Do you? Hear, sorry, I, I, no, I was. Looks like go ahead, Aaron. I was. I was just about to read that last paragraph and get your. And, and actually, I was going to come to you and get your thoughts on it. So away you go. You got. You took. I, a, I, yeah. I, I. I. Even I find it uplifting. <laughs> I'm not even a, a, a Banders fan. So ironically, the club has not won a trophy since he left. Um, a part of the uh, since he left part of the the, uh, the elite series. But this isn't about the past. Like you, you imagine like uh, <laughs> music behind me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Corey is the man to lead us forward. We sh- forward. We share the same visions. He has so much experience and is, prov- and is a proven winner. Proven winner. Yep. Uh, I can nearly read. Today. It's fine. Um, it's okay. And is great for this hockey club. I. It's a very uplifting. It. It, uh, it doesn't have the same uh, impact when you actually. It doesn't have the same impact when you picture Pasha send it though. <laughs> um it is interesting it is interesting that they did pick up on the fact that like you know obviously it has been it 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 is the last time that they did win anything was under Corey, and they haven't won anything major since Corey had left um and they are right um another part of this another part of this article did state and i I would totally agree the one thing positive about bring Corey in and dave as you say yes the league has changed in some way since the last time Corey was leading um in this league and in terms of you know we stepped on it a bit further in terms of skill level and quality and stuff has slightly changed since the last time Corey was coaching here um, obviously he's coaching in, in Dell too so some people will say he was actually coaching in a better league than what you know than what he's moving back to mm-hmm. um, but I suppose one of the big things about it is that um, and I would probably agree is that he is genuinely you do get a feel and a sense from Corey that he has a genuine interest and a genuine I suppose love for Nottingham in some ways and therefore I think yeah. probably then this is why this makes so much sense and having him back is probably a really good fit for Nottingham and I guess it'd be a bit of a boost for the, not just the, anybody who knows him I suppose but it'll be not maybe not the players because maybe there's very few of the players there now who are under who played for him in, in the first place but um, but definitely for fans um, and fans will probably uh, if there was any doubt from fans or fans were wavering in any way or fans were concerned I think this would probably be a bit of a boost for the fans to know that actually yeah. they've got someone coming back in who is clearly going to help kind of rejuvenate in some ways um has a clear so, idea a clear sense of what the team needs definitely well, and sponsors as well you, you know sorry, go ahead, Dave. sorry Dave. like sponsors as well they're they'll be seeing this they've maybe have been sitting you know going sugar what are we going to do next season are we, you know after this if it continues to go the way it's going are we going to put our money behind a team that's not contesting and now they've seen um cory coming back they'll be like oh yeah 100 yeah. guys yeah yeah well, you were saying that you you were you were kind of watching this stuff happen uh, on Twitter. You were talking about the fans there. What, what did you get much of a feel from the fan reaction? Just exactly Twitter? as I was saying, um, all positive. Like the the response, as you can imagine, has been just positive. Like people, obviously fans of old and fans who 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 were around when Corey was 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 leading the team, leading the charge. There, people are just relieved to see that name, that similar name, that 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 familiarity. Um, I suppose gives people comfort, and you can clearly see that from the responses on social media. People were just like, you know, this is great news, great signing, great move by Pash. You know, um, great things for the club. The club is going to move forward you know it was real positive things it would be very rare we'd see something negative about it anyway but it was all positive and people were just really excited and so i think you can kind of get that sense from from seeing what people were saying on social media that is definitely going to be a, a confidence boost for, for, that, for the fans of the panthers 
Um, okay, we have, well, I suppose two stories. One one other story, and then we'll just, uh, 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 to finish off our podcast, one other mention. Um, the last story, the other story I have is obviously for anybody who isn't aware, the Cardiff Devils um, played in the Continental Cup last weekend, um, or this previous weekend, I should say, um, and they actually topped the group, Group E, um, Ben Bounds uh, stopped 18 shots in the final game um, where they went on to win 3-0. Um, so they will be moving into um, the... They've booked their place into the IIHF Continental Cup final round, which will start in January time. Um, Cardiff Devils, I mean, I suppose for... For us, um, Dave, I was gonna I was gonna come to you first about this question. Um, it's I mean for European hockey, um, you know, Cardiff Devils are going up against other European teams. We have talked about it before, um, and we're not taking anything away. And I don't mean this to sound the way it's going to sound because I don't want to take away from um, the achievement that the Cardiff Devils have made in in getting through to the next stages of the Continental Cup. But. And again, no, and I apologize for this completely because I don't mean it to sound the way it's going to sound. But the Continental Cup of today is significantly uh, different to the Continental Cup of, say, six years ago. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 With the expansion of the cha- uh, Champions League, um, the Continental Cup has really become the sort of, you know, weaker cousin. Um, it's not saying it's a bad tournament. It's definitely good and it's still really competitive um but when you think of cardiff belfast sheffield the teams have played in the modern champions league and are competing yes they're not winning as many games as we would like but they're competing in that tournament Mm. there's a it's a big step between the two you know so um the only plus if you can win it you're bagging yourself a pretty big prize and you guarantee yourself entry into the challenge cup next year um you know so it's definitely still worth playing. Um, it's oh, not something, and it's as a as a fan, um, the format is perfect. Um, you know, as a fan to go see it, you can see th- three games, four games, whatever it is, in uh, one weekend. You get to see a mix of fans all in one place. Uh, it, it's fab, um, which you lose with the Champions League. Um, but yeah, it, and I totally understand and I totally agree. It's not the same as it was whenever the Giants say played in it the first few times. Um, because it it doesn't have those bigger Dell teams that are now playing in uh, the Champions League. So yeah, um, but it'll be interesting. Uh, and again, it's not saying it's you know it's not competitive. It definitely is. And the, the final group will be difficult um, for any any club going into that um, because they're all playing for that challenge or Champions League uh, slot um, because it's such a big um, a big way to get in. If you think about it, if you're playing in. Um, some of those bigger, uh, bigger leagues, and there's the only like even the elite leagues a good example of it. You've only the one um, Champions League spot, um, so you have to win the league in our league, and it's it's a tall order. Do the two tournaments, and you could have a um, the Champions League spot. Yeah. You know that's definitely a, a, a statistically easier route than winning what coming top over fifty three games or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I think that's it's definitely. Definitely a tournament you would love to win, um, but I do agree it's it's definitely changed over the last number of years. 
Yeah, and again, I don't mean it in any way. It's, it's changed, just, and that's what I was getting at. Is I just feel like the, the, the competitive level has slightly changed. But as you say, it's still a competition that I, I, I still prefer over the CHL, yeah. but, but I only prefer it because exactly as you say, and I, I love that format style in terms of the, you've got those teams together, you're going away and it's four days away or whatever it is and you've got those games over those four days. You know, and it's just, it's just a better... I do like the winner-takes-all idea as well. You know, it's, um, I know that that means that you have to have to be the best team on the night, but it's, you know, one and done. You know, you get those games, you're done, you put in the bed, you move on. Yeah. Um, and it means it doesn't impact your season as much. True. Um, but then again, the flip side of that is obviously there's the you know, TV money. rights are less and you don't get as much money. And blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Well, it's good to see that Ben Bounds is back on form, especially for the, because, we, well, Ben, he had a bad, bad run of it a couple of, a couple of games back, did he not? Didn't yeah, they, they um, not like lose, like not not in not in the Continental Cup. To be fair, yep, no. Um, we we talked about um, obviously there was the game Belfast versus Cardiff. Um, here in Belfast, where um Belfast gave the Cardiff Devils a trouncing. Uh, I think mm. it was there was it nine nine two or nine three did it end up or something yeah, or something like thought, that. We thought we were going to get the we ten. We were going to get ten in the end, and obviously Ben was taken off after the fourth goal was scored or whatever, and then there was a chance from the crowd of like you know, you um, GB number two kind of and yeah he had a bit of a nightmare game um and I, again that's why i was lifting my notepad because i'm like is is aaron reading my notes from somewhere because i was going to come to another <laughs> it's like every single question i'm going to go and ask you you keep coming up with them so like the last one i was going to ask you about was obviously about nottingham about what that's that last that last paragraph in, in the in the article and then the question i was going to come to you about was obviously we talked about ben and about in previous podcasts about but this kind of shows that he's you know is this like a redemption arc for him but you got there before i did aaron stop reading my notes Sorry, but it, but it, but it is like I appreciate we we would love, of course, Ben to hiccup every time they they play against the the, the Giants. But um, what a three nil! He didn't let any goals through at all in that particular game. It's good to see, and I I appreciate as you're saying with the Continental Cup, not maybe not as as as, as big as it used to be um, uh, in some people's eyes, but uh, it's it's great to see them the, to get through the the different groups. Yep. Um, so we will um, obviously watch out for that. Obviously, we'll talk about the the, the continental cup again probably January time once that uh, that 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 next stages is up and 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 Cardiff move into that round and we'll see how they do. So we will talk about that again come January time. Um, one last thing just to mention before we move on to period two. Um, this coming weekend um is sees the return after COVID of the Friendship Four tournament here in Belfast. Um, the reason why the Friendship Four obviously came about was a, a number of reasons. Obviously, they the Belfast have made a link with Boston um, and, and over the years um, there's been a number of different things that have happened in terms of linking them with Boston and Belfast in terms of things like Belfast with the Bruins coming was a massive massive turning point but obviously the link cities between um, the link between Belfast and Boston is quite strong um, the Friendship Four has now into its is this, this maybe like fifth time coming is this would I be right in saying this is the fifth it's year fifth I think it was four seasons before the before COVID happened is either fourth or fifth sixth, anyway sixth. sixth there you go um, so obviously we have a few return we have one return uh, we have a couple of returning teams and we have a couple of number uh, we've got a number of, of teams coming in for the first time um, but the week the tournament does start 
tomorrow um as of recording today if you're listening uh it starts on the 25th um um of november and it'll run over friday and saturday the 25th and 26th of november if you are listening to this on the 25th and you haven't got tickets it's worth trying to get some if you can go along unfortunately i don't think any of us can attend this year which is so devastating um just other things have come up and other things are um i've just it's just one of those weekends um i know dave uh your oldest is is got a big birthday tomorrow i think he's got a birthday tomorrow and he's it's yeah, he's birthday celebrating party, uh we're doing uh was so we're going to be doing uh the hot stuff in the house out for dinner and then tomorrow we're down to to airtastic to bounce about like a crazy person so there you go uh, so you've got loads of stuff on obviously there and and it's just there's just it's just unfortunate there's just loads of things happening and unfortunately we can't make it um I, I thought there was maybe a chance I was going to make it to maybe one of the games on the, maybe the Saturday evening in the last game on the Saturday night, but I don't think it's going to work out unfortunately um, but we'll see um, so if you haven't got tickets but you can make it it's definitely worthwhile picking up um, your tickets for that tournament um, the one big thing I would say about the tournament for anybody who is kind of wavering on, on whether or not to go um, keep in mind that a number of of current NHL players and future NHL players so current NHL players have played in the NCAA on these divisions and currently in this current run of form a number of these players that you will see over this weekend may or could um, see chances of uh, moving into the in NHL um, there's a number of promising names there um, there's an article which we will share which kind of highlights some of those names to think about um, and to look for this coming weekend so uh, it's definitely worth getting, your, getting yourself down to the arena if you can and get involved with that guys do we have anything else for period one Nope. Nothing okay. Mad. Great. Then we'll move straight into our period two of hockey. Well, we say we say that there's nothing there, but are you skipping? <gasps> uh, I did are it you again. Skipping it for a reason. I did it again. I did it. I completely forgot it was there. <gasps> oh, okay. I'm gonna go back. I, I, um, I thought you were doing it because it was a certain song. No, I completely forgot it was there. Um, we do have. Um, I meant to mention that we do have a pal- We we have a penalty box. One penalty box. Um, story for um for this week. Um, in the form of a ruling from Dops. Um, which I completely forgot about. So, Aaron, thank you so much. Um, we will get stuck in the period <laughs> two in a second, but just to kind of go back onto this. Um, this past week, um, the player department of player safety, via play elite leagues department of player safety, has fined the Belfast Giants head coach Adam. Keith for an incident in the game between the Belfast Giants and the Stafford Steelers on the 19th of November um, and warned him about his future conduct. Effective immediately, the Belfast Giants head coach will be fined for his actions. Again, no number or figure was given um, and that happened at the 60 minute mark of the game. Uh, the incident will be recorded on the team's records for the remainder of the 2022-2023 season with Keith, Keith classified as a repeat offender and subject to further tariffs if future incidents occur. Um, I forgot to mention it. Again, just another one of those incidents where no fi- a fine has been issued. No fine of any kind or any information about what that fine is has been announced, as hey, usual. Hey, Mac, um, but if you have... If me, you, go ahead. My Dave. thing that gets me is, like, if they're going to do this, um, so do a, a fine for um, abuse of the official post-game, so 60-minute mark, game's over. Um, if you're going to do that, then there needs to be refereeing of the referees. Someone needs to review games and call out referees whenever they make a shit call um, and do some sort of form of education. You can't have it both ways. You can't have shit refereeing and then expect your all your coaches to keep their mouth shut. Um, you know, and it's just the, the way it is. Um, they do it in the NHL. They've uh, senior referees that, uh, um, that put referees forward for training um, or, or remove them from certain uh, coaching level games. Now, I know the referees are all volunteers, 
but if you're going to invoke a fine against a professional coach, um, you have to be willing to stand uh, against criticism yourself. Um, and if that means a, the same, a professional body needs to review their, your work, then you need to be open to it. Yeah. Can't have it both ways. 100%. I agreed. Yeah. Um, I like not, saying I, not saying I'm going to do it, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, do you want to continue on now with the actual proper start to the period? Yes. <laughs> So, hello and welcome to period two of hockey. Um, and I'm swiftly going to hand it back to Marty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, period two is a roundup of just stories from uh, across the water. Um, our stories this week are focusing more on the NHL. Um, guys, the I've got three stories for this week. The first one um, is is literally a story that has emerged um, just before we came on to record, um, and that is the announce or that is the, the unfortunate passing of Maple Leafs legend Bjor Salming. Um, who died at the age of 71. Um, for anybody who isn't aware, Salming is probably a, a notable player for a number of reasons. Um, even if you don't know his name, uh, he has a significant... Um, I suppose he plays a significant stand. He plays a significant um, figure in the NHL for a number of different reasons. He is in the Hockey Hall of Fame for a reason. Um, he is a Swedish-born player. Um, and there are some arguments around that he is probably the player that paved the way for a European influx of players into the NHL. Um, wow. There's a lot of uh, there's uh, an argument that can be made that if it wasn't for him to be the first, probably one of the first main names or one of the first players to come in from Europe into the NHL, that gate wouldn't have been open to other areas. Obviously, it would happen. It would happen at some point, but he was the first person to lead the generations into those those steps into Europe. Um, and he was obviously a, a legend. Um, under the Maple Leafs as well uh, unfortunately he did lose his battle with ALS and Lou Gehrig's disease um, and he died at the age of 71 um, today which is the 24th of November um, so obviously as usual we send our thoughts and our, our thoughts and our, our good wishes to his friends family and all of the uh, fans who um, had, he meant something to across the world um, guys any other comments on this before we move on yeah it's uh, definitely a legend of a man and uh, did change the Sort of the face of see face of hockey for for that for a generation of kids from Europe, and it's uh, it's really sad I didn't know he passed. Yeah, it, it literally only happened before we come on our tonight. Um, he he did have uh the the Toronto Maple Leafs president Brendan Shanahan um did arrange for a tribute night for him last uh, earlier this month, so it happened just at the start of um start of November. Um, and the reason why was obviously for that recognition of just the pioneer level that he had for the game. Um, as he mentioned, as as Brendan Shanahan mentioned on the night, um, if it wasn't for him, he uh he helped helped open the door for Europeans into the NHL to find himself through this play on the ice and through his contributions to the community. Um, so we're talking back in like 1973 here, so very early days. Um, whenever the the first time that um, that opened to European markets in terms of players coming in. So um, yeah, it'd be a sad loss, uh, big name, and uh, yeah. The the Maple Leafs uh, tweet is just really nice. A warrior, a legend, a Maple Leaf. Yep, yeah, that's, um, that's a really nice tweet. Perfect rounds off really well um sticking with the maple leafs um we and we talked about this briefly earlier on and um, the devils um were on i suppose they they were on a 13 game winning streak um as of last night so this is tuesday the 20 or what's well, thursday 24th as of wednesday the 23rd they were on a 13 game winning streak if they had won against the toronto maple leafs last night that would have taken their streak to 14 games straight um and the toronto maple leafs beat them by 2-1 
doesn't sound unusual it's like okay yeah they lost a winning streak it was gonna have to come to an end at some point you know what's the big issue what's the big deal the big deal or the really interesting part of this story is that it the game ended uh, or well, it didn't end the game i suppose uh, with 11 11 minutes to go in the third period uh it descended into a bit of chaos shall we say if you haven't seen the video we will post the video um guys don't know if you've seen the video or not but uh, it did descend into a bit of chaos in that the for the third time three goals were disallowed for the new jersey devils three goals in one night disallowed um the final goal which happened at the 11 minute mark in the third period um it was an interesting one it was an interesting call the call came in that they they said that it was um that it was kicked in i think was the was the phrase and they were using it was kicked into the net so it was kicked forward um and it was but I, there's some controversy around whether or not that it was kicked over to one of the players even then no well i suppose yeah it, it looked from my point of view from from it looked like it was a clear goal it was a kick motion but the player at the uh, far end of the goal of the goals had got it on his stick and, and hit it in that was my take unfortunately the rest of the time felt that that's not what happened and when they reviewed it they said that actually the goal was kicked in therefore it wasn't um, classified as a goal um, so they disallowed the goal but that was the third time a goal was disallowed in the game which obviously you can imagine then the fans the devil's fans in attendance were in complete just disarray over it so therefore started throwing cans i'm watching the video now it's just insane it's insane cans were thrown under the ice um fans were going nuts people the fans were not happy um the devils had to send out um players like all of the players had to come off the ice and go into the go into the go into the changing rooms because they felt it was unsafe. Uh, Devils players had to come out and actually ask for calm and people to calm down and stop throwing things onto the ice in order for them to continue the game. Um, I mean, they couldn't pull it back. It was eleven game. There was eleven minutes left in the game or whatever, and the Devils couldn't pull it back. So the first real goal didn't really happen. Um, it didn't it didn't happen until after that eleven minute mark and the game ended two one. I mean, it, it was an interesting one just watch the goal back and it, it is a kick and it, the problem is it does cross the line and then the guy pokes it now mm. you're, there is the element for it if it hadn't crossed the line the guy still would have poked it so would, should have stood should it stood his goal I don't know how they do that um, but yeah it's it's uh, yeah it's not it's not fun um, we've all been you can, there with you can see him poke it after it crosses the line. I couldn't yeah, see. It. I could yeah. see the kick, but I couldn't. I couldn't make it because it it's quite a messy shot. It There's is a, a super slow mo on it that shows you. Oh right, okay. Through it, and then just as it crosses the line, the guy then gives it a big poke, but it's already in at that stage. And I'm sitting going, you know, is that you know, it's a hard one. It's like I wouldn't like to be the ref in that situation, but uh, it does it does look like a kick? Yeah, especially if, if there's three goals. Not allowed. Could you imagine being one of those fans? You'd, you you would throw you oh, would yeah. be throwing beer all over the show. Look at Marty's face. <laughs> it's just like, what's the point of me being here anymore? Asking questions. You just you just you just, you just gonna say what I'm gonna ask. It's it's fine. It's perfect. We're obviously that in tune, we're obviously that in tune, Aaron. Um, today. Sorry, Marty, go ahead and ask me a question. So there. my first question obviously was taken by Dave, and he already answered the question for me, which is great because I was gonna ask Dave. Dave, what was your thoughts on that goal? Do you think that was a goal or not a goal? That was the first question. The second question that I was gonna ask was, Aaron, put yourself in the shoes of those fans. How would you felt after the third goal was disallowed in the game? <laughs> I, I would have been quite I, I think I, I think I would be slightly angry. Uh, I would throw my beer, go up to the bar, buy another beer, and throw it on the ice again. Oh, uh, yes, um, don't need questions. I, you, you could completely understand their frustration, though. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, it's uh, are there clips of the other two disallowed goals? Like yeah, there's they, clips there. Um, they just haven't shown that as well. In that link that I've put on, it doesn't have them. But yeah, there's there's um there's def- there's clips of the other two disallowed goals. The other two, are, I think the other two are more clear cut. Um, I just found I just found it really interesting that it was three three call three calls yeah, yeah. and three reviews, and I just thought that was very interesting. It's very rare you see that in a game. Um, is this a common thing? Because as we talked about, the Devils have now. Yes, okay, they were playing well last year as well, but they're playing really well this year. Is this is this a new style of play? Are we seeing? Or are they are they doing throwing throwing everything on that? Yeah, I think and, it's just being. I, I think it's been like well, we talk about we, we we joke around about it, and I think it's a it's a ba- it's a it's a it's a term that's banded about and kind of thrown about a lot in NHL and in hockey. And so that that re like that um what's call it the. The rebrand, the, rebrand uh, it's the what you call rebuild. it called? Rebuild. rebuild thank you very much couldn't remember the word there uh it's you know they've done this thing where we're like we're having a five-year rebuild and it yeah they and they've stuck to their terms they said we're going to rebuild we need a rebuild and after the, such a dismal point where they didn't even make the playoffs and stuff for a couple i think it's about about four or five years ago there before covid and they're like we need to do something um we should have had um our friend our friend colin fuzz on the um yeah i'm sure he would have been able to inform us but um yeah it just it's been a rebuild and it's just paying off for them i think last year obviously seen them kind of you know kind of hitting that point where like yep we're, we're on the right track we know where we're going to be and this season it's a bit like it's a bit like i i kind of liken it to a bit like the um the carolina hurricanes kind of thing where carolina did the same thing where they kind of started slowly we're down the bottom and then all of a sudden start working our way up and then last year we're it's such an improvement and again this year continuing that form and i think the devils were bound to happen at some point it was more to see if there was a, is there a pattern like are we seeing a lot of disallowed games or goals from them over the last couple of games you know are they as dave said just just get it through uh, into the net no matter how kick yeah. it, whatever um but just throw, just throw away. If, you get, if you get bucks on net things happen and uh like if that if that hadn't have went in from that kick, that was still a goal. You know, the there was people on crashing net to try and put it in, um, yeah. and that's probably what they're doing. They probably he probably wasn't trying to put it in the net. He's probably trying to push it across the face yeah, of the goal line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just it sounds really random, but he was unlucky it went in. You know, yeah, um, and that's what I, that's the feel I got from it. Like when you watch it, and I haven't seen enough of their games to say if that's just something they're doing. But I would say it is just getting people in the zone and good things happen. Yeah, especially. It being that game that mm. broke their streak, and imagine losing to the Leafs. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're on form. Could, could be, could be, could be worse. Could lost to the Flash. <laughs> I know, imagine that would have been even worse. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was uh, definitely an interesting, interesting game from from point of view of three disallowed goals, which is just something you don't really see very often. Um, but yeah, you can see how it went into disarray. But yeah, if you haven't seen the video, we'll post it. And you can you can take a quick look at it. Um, last story I've got for this period um, before you wrap up, Dave, is the obviously uh, this one was courtesy of uh, John, who isn't the here, so I'm going to take it. This is a uh, this is this is our continuation of uh, talking about the the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, we obviously talked about the fact that they as this season they moved to their new home arena the mullet arena um which has a it's not called the mullet arena is it yeah it's called it the is. Mullet, yeah it's yeah, it called the mullet arena that's his official name yeah the mullet arena bullshit sorry <laughs> swearing beep will <laughs> beep uh, it is yeah. 100% yeah it's what they <laughs> my god <laughs> 
Yep. Um, Sorry, continue. So um, the, 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 this week i um, seen an interesting uh, tweet from the NHL Watcher at NHL Watcher on Twitter um, where he posted up um, the, the NHL attendance averages to date from the start of the season to, to now. Uh, and it was really interesting. So he went through, obviously, and he's showing the percentage uh, the percentage uh, gate, I suppose, percentage attendance compared to their, you know, obviously they're compared to their, their, their full attendance if possible. Washington is over attendance, which I don't really fully understand. It's 100... It's 100 so, so Nashville. So, uh, so is Vegas 103 percent and like how how do you do you cram more people into the arena that you're allowed in is it like is it like a fire hazard I don't, I don't really understand that um but what was interesting and what they were pointing out was that for a an arena the mullet arena is a 5,000 seater arena I think I want to say and yeah. as of as of um well the 19th of this month in November from the start of the season the Arizona Coyotes have only been able to manage to uh, fill at 92 percent um so still not even getting to the point where um, they're getting to an average where they, they would match where they would match for the, the full arena so they have never sold out the arena 4,600 um, percent 4,600 people on average per game um, while it's probably looks impressive when it's in that arena because it's small uh, it's still not great numbers I mean what I suppose the, the main question before you, league numbers before you say anything before you say anything before you can answer anything and before let me get to the questions <laughs> first so the first thing I was going to ask I'm going to come to <laughs> <laughs> for anybody who can't see Aaron is holding his mouth um, the first question I was going to ask was um, obviously it is looking like NHR 8 Elite League numbers you know obviously we see that Elite League numbers here in the UK as um is around about the same you know in terms of or even some higher you know we've got some teams in the Elite League maybe Sheffield and and, and I wouldn't say maybe maybe Belfast and stuff as well and not in the big arenas they'd be maybe averaging close to that quite close to that or maybe some of them are over that um, but I suppose the first question that was going to come to is um, Dave I'll come to you first with this question I mean obviously they, Gary Bateman in the NHL who runs the NHL he must have some kind of love interest for Arizona I, mean, I don't know what that is what do you think it has to take for what, what, what does it take for Arizona to happen for Arizona for him to go do you know what we need to start thinking about making sure that they are a viable NHL property in terms of you know having the same amount of numbers you know providing the is same he, level of quality he has pretty much uh, this is a feeling I have he has pretty much thrown in all his chips on them being successful in their new arena. So he will do, they will go nowhere until that new arena is ready. And um, they will not, that franchise is basically bulletproof. I don't know why. I don't know what, it, what they know about him or, or, you know, how much they paid him, but the, he's that, uh, that franchise is pretty much going to be if based on the stats. Now they're bulletproof until the, they at least get into their new arena. Um, I love that, if, that thought of that. They, they have, a brown envelope with a red yeah, Gary Bateman <laughs> written yeah. on it. Well, this is our evidence on him. Yeah, it's we like a big, <laughs> big folder, you know. Yeah. Um, it's 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 like it's unreal. And to be, could you? I, could, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine if someone turned around and said, I don't know, um, someone random would say Detroit when Detroit was doing bad, and they just went, oh yeah. Where or we need a new arena, um. So we're and Detroit's not long changed their arena in the grand scheme. Like if they turned around and went, uh, oh, we need a new arena, so we're going to go play out of this random college, four thousand, five thousand seater. They'd be laughed at and told, no, you can't. You know, because uh, I don't know how they managed to get around. There's the definitely something. Has it, has it even broke ground yet? Nope. Nope. I don't even think they've planned. Nope. I was going to say I, I thought yeah because anyway. he felt like with the city, the city doesn't want the 
had anything to do with them, and uh, I don't know whether they've maybe if they're going to work something out, but uh, they're going to be in that five thousand seater for a number of many, seasons, many years. Mm-hmm. I was because um, when you said about the new the new arena, I was like, I knew there was talk of it, but I hadn't heard. I haven't seen plans. I haven't heard of. I've seen I've seen some mock ups and stuff of what they want done, but it, I don't think it's been given the green light. I could draw a mock up on a piece of paper. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're. I think at this stage. Like their performance over the last number of years has been abysmal. Uh, their attendance before they moved was awful, and then now it's just getting, they obviously they can't even fill that 5,000 seater. No. And the question I was going to put to Aaron was obviously, you know, we've got a 5,000 seat arena, they're not selling out. And is it just that, you know, is it just that we from here in the UK, we kind of look at it from like a getting an opportunity to go to a small arena and seeing those big NHL players, and the big names in the NHL and like seeing teams like Toronto, the, the likes of, you know, Vegas, we've seen Vegas, but like seeing them again, you know, the likes of our own teams, you know, the the, the chance of going and seeing an NHL team so up close and personal compared to some of those big mm. arenas. Is there something that's, that's, that's not pulling fans in? <clears throat> well, that's sure. That's what I said last last time I was here when I was over in Boston. I was speaking to an Arizona fan, and he couldn't wait to get into the. I still can't believe it's called the Mullet Arena. The Mullet, <laughs> the Mullet Arena. Um, I appreciate that maybe he's only one of the four thousand six hundred people <laughs> that uh, are saying that. Um, it's still like it's ninety two percent is still pretty yeah. good, but it's not like it's. It's good, but it's not really that good compared it's, it's, to it. The yeah, percentage isn't that, isn't that bad, but the numbers comparably to to other uh, uh, teams, it's it's well off. Like the, the other uh, team in Jersey is what it's just under thirteen thousand. That's the next lowest club, um, and we're all the way down to four thousand six hundred. But no, I I would agree. I don't know what it is, Marty. I I, I would be. If my team was playing in the Mullet Arena, like let's say the Flyers started to play in the Mullet Arena, um, or if we're playing Arizona in the Mullet Arena, as a Flyers fan, you'd want to go with it. Yeah. Because yeah. as you say, you get to that yeah, Mullet Arizona Arena, but then you have to go to Arizona. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> That's that's it. And you have to. I think that I think there's a thing. I think was there a thing you had to wear a mullet or you have to grow a mullet before you go into? I I maybe I don't know. People don't like mullets. Are cool these days? I don't know. I don't know. Well, what's the what's the percentage of not being able? Like, like let's say we went to book a ticket, right? And we want we want four seats, right? Is it that we can't get four seats together and we don't book them? Like, are they are these four hundred seats like random one seats all over mm-hmm. the show? And Possibly. that's why you don't book the, them. The um, hold on, let me see here. So, four seats for yeah. Well, this is what I thought. Standing. What? What? Standing seats. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm checking the prices. Oh, standing seats. They have four sta- standing seats. For seats? what do you hear this? Four standing seats for the uh, Coyotes versus the Avs, right? Take a wild guess at the price. Is it like up in the hundreds for dollars? Six hundred and fifty-six for four tickets. That's why they're not selling it <laughs> <sighs> for four for four for four seats. Six hundred six hundred what? Six. That's one hundred and sixty-four pound each. Six hundred and forty fifty six. Wow. If you want to have a seat, it ranges from 
229 to 342 each. That's insane. Well, no, well, that's available. The I don't know. Maybe there's cheap there was cheaper seats before, but that's the available seats right now. Are they more expensive? More expensive? More expensive than the Leafs tickets then? Mm, Probably maybe not as expensive as that, but like I mean they're far more hundred times than uh, the Vegas was. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, ten yeah. times at least. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's we even got a seat. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um, but I'm but sure, I, like, quality maybe, journalism there to see that. Yeah. <laughs> going from the opposite end of that question, Marty, though, is that maybe for from us when we went to Vegas, going into one of those stadiums is amazing. Yes. Like like going into the to the larger stadiums. Like that's an event itself. Yep. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe they just don't like everything. Everything's bigger in America. So maybe they they just don't care about the the, the small stadiums. They want the big stadiums to go watch the games. And, and maybe um, maybe over there, maybe in the maybe in the states, the NHL is kind of like the way we are here in the elite league. It's like yeah, it's elite league, you know, and you're not really that. You know, it's like oh yeah, we see these players, but or maybe uh, people who regularly go to the NHL are just like yeah, we've seen them before. Who cares? But I, just, I suppose maybe, and that's why I've been asking maybe just as, as elite league fans and fans from UK who just think to myself, oh my god, you get to go and see like you know those big names come into such a close space, and you don't really you wouldn't get to see that like yeah. in the likes of New York. You know, you kind of think to yourself, it's crazy not the available. Now, are they are they that price though? Because we're comp- when we bought Vegas tickets, we were in the stay up in the nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah. we were up in the nosebleeds. So comparably, are they the same price? That's a good question. The lower bowl, yeah. lower lower bowl. Yeah, that's. Good but the good problem question. with that is, the um, you can afford to do that with a bigger bigger arena because you've only got you know even if they don't sell that out, you still have another you know ten thousand people um, in the upper section yeah, that yeah. cover the cover the price difference where they can't they've got they're losing you know obviously well maybe they're not they're ninety two percent so maybe they are making the money. It's, and they're obviously a cheaper arena. They're um, sharing it. It's not even they're not even the primary tenant. So, yeah, madness, madness. It's us. Um, I just checked to see, um, Dave. Yeah, there's no there's no penalty box for this period. So yeah, you can Cheers, sign it off. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, with that said, we'll move swiftly on to period three. Today, I'm not going to let there be any silence. I'm going to be on the ball. John's not here, so period three is, is, is all on me. So welcome to period three of hockey, our general knocky news. Um, and just so we're not breaking habit, <laughs> um, Marty has done some good journalism here. One I really like because we talked about it last week. Um, and that's a particular team might have gone up for sale, Marty. Yeah, um, the I, I I could have put this into the last period, but I kind of thought, yeah, let's let's put it into this period, kind of just to kind of maybe put some stuff in here. Um, I kind of thought whenever as soon as John was like, I might not become really the the the, episode, uh, the the podcast recording this week, I was like, I don't mean to sound like you know, let's say the. Dave and Aaron don't do much work for the podcast, but no, I kind of sometimes rely on John to kind of maybe throw some other stuff in. So whenever he said I'm not coming, I was like, quickly, need to find some more stuff to fill out. So I kind of decided to move the <laughs> Ottawa thing into here. Yeah, um, on our last recording, um, and Dave, you didn't get to comment on this, um, obviously from our last recording, but obviously the the big news um, that we talked about was that at the time of our last recording, there was rumours, shall we say, that the Ottawa Sanders was going to be put up for sale. So it wasn't 100% confirmed. There was rumours that they were going to be put up for sale and certain 
Hollywood stars were like, if they're put up for sale, are you interested in 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 in, in buying? And he was like, maybe with a little smiley winky face on Twitter. Um, but as of this week, um, I think at the start, well, as of the fourth, um, or sorry, as of last week, I think it was, uh, it became official, officially announced that the Ottawa Sanders is up for sale, um, and that they, that they are looking uh, buyers for the for for the Ottawa Sanders. Um, as of yesterday um it was announced that there was 20 groups 20 uh, groups all together who were interested um in potentially purchasing the ottawa senators so 20 different groups um, interested in purchasing the ottawa senators the ottawa senators have been um tipped to be at the value of around about 655 million which we kind of talked about last year or sorry last podcast obviously that's quite small numbers compared to some of the other teams in the nhl um Obviously, the names are are well aren't really known to us. We wouldn't really know any of these names, but obviously, there's um some big big names probably in the world of of business in in America um and across the and across Canada. Um, you've got Ottawa based confirms um looking interest in it. You've got um re, 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 retail holdings. You've got um other sports team other sports team owners looking to purchase into it. You've got power companies looking to potentially buy it. But the name that is still batting around, and I seen it again today, was Ryan Reynolds. Um, is still publicly expressing his interest that he wants to become a at least a minority owner in the in the team in some way um but what i did see was that there was actually a look at there was potentially another two or three famous names who were maybe going to buy into it with him now the names weren't really revealed in terms of like who those names are going to be there's only one that was put out and i've i'm going to sound so old when i say this because i didn't know who the person was but supposedly he's like a a big superstar like singing superstar in like especially in canada so someone called the weekend no someone called the week someone called the weekend i've heard of the weekend i i, I haven't to be fair um i have never heard of it but he's a canadian singer um supposedly he's big deal in canada um <laughs> don't know who, I, so no I, I apologize <laughs> i don't know who he is and i couldn't name you a song but supposedly he is the, another name i was thinking because it was the weekend i thought it was like a you know a trio and there was one called I thought, so. I thought I thought the weekend was a band, but clearly no. It's it's one singer song. It's one single singer songwriter and, and a Canadian singer songwriter. Um, and supposedly he is being linked into the the, the this four or five named um celebrity group that are potentially going to buy alongside Ryan Reynolds. Um, they have said officially said that the NHL executives do expect a front runner to. Um, for the buy as a buyer um, to be decided by mid January time. So we're currently obviously in February. So we've got about around about two months or so um, to wait um, to find out where the sale is going to go. But as of now, we know that the team is up for sale, and we will know the new owners by the time it comes mid January. So that was just a bit of an update um, as of the story from last week. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes because you know, sort of historically, when teams go up for sale. They aren't always uh, limited to people within Calgary or people that are wanting to keep it in Calgary. Um, for example, the um, Coyotes, I'm sure they were Quebec, was it before? And the franchise was just bought, moved, because that's where the guy wanted it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, there might be, you might get some random punter come out of nowhere and decide, oh, I actually fancy this franchise to be in Kansas City or. Um, God knows where. I think the only Interest thing. I th- the Montreal Canadiens minority owner, Michael Angelier, um, is interested as well. So I think what was interesting about this, and it comes back to kind of the thing I think, Dave, that you mentioned. I think, and I can't remember, I think John maybe mentioned this last week, but um, it's worth to kind of just 
kind of I think it was mentioned in this article too. I think the difference with this time round is that the person the person who purchases this the team I think purchases part ownership of like land and property as part oh, of it. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's the whole big thing is that they kind of purchase the arena at the same time as purchasing the actual like team. Is my I understanding think John said that it was that part of the deal is that it has to stay in Ottawa. I think that was I that was so. that was and, something to do with it. But I think it's because they own they own the, the arena is owned by the team franchise and everything else. And I think it's all big parcel as part of that. And I think because Ottawa has been there and it's part of the historic relevance of yeah. of the team of that. So I think that's maybe the reasons because that's I think that was a question I did ask. It was around you know is it a franchise that could be moved? Did someone decide to buy it and then just kind of move it? But I think yeah, I think and that's I think this piece kind of alludes to that idea is that it's yeah. kind of part and parcel of buying the whole thing in terms of property and development and stuff so i think for even for that alone for some for some um for 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 those kind of global groups that are looking to possibly purchase into this into the team it's they're going to be buying potentially an arena that that obviously is going to draw in more money for them in terms of sales for other bands that come in and like just like you would find here in the arena, in ssa arena where you've got like gigs and stuff happening you know whenever the teams aren't playing so it's, it's i suppose it's a wide invest a wise investment for them if they're going to be banned into it sorry first question i uh, will go with dave what was your question first surprisingly low price if all that's included will i thought so too and um, we talked about i think we we kind of um looked at the, the average prices last last week and or in the last podcast and they were quite low i think it was one of the lowest um franchised player um teams obviously the highest being toronto was like something worth like something like two billion or something or something around yeah, that, that, that would mark. Be, most of that would as well that two billion would be just the club it wouldn't even include the arena uh, the, the arena or anything yeah you know? agreed yeah 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 um aaron what was your question <laughs> it was a stupid question i was just wondering uh, if you think that they'll bring wrexham over to play there for one game on the ice yeah that would <laughs> on be on the ice <laughs> that'd be that'd be dangerous um that is my just new- talking about bringing other 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 people in and getting other gigs in that might be a way to do it it's clearly our new They're football big on yeah, they're big on Disney Plus at the moment. Yeah, it's currently our favorite football team. It's um, you know I'm, I follow them every week. Well, at least look at the league table and be like, where are they currently sitting in the league? Um, yeah, where are they? They were second the last time I checked. So I think they're just going to be forever second. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think we'll move on. I think we have one other story to, to round up this uh, round up this period yeah we do um the last story that i have for this period was just uh just a, an interesting one that, that was um that, that hit the news headlines that was kind of over the news it, both here in the uk as well as in the states i suppose it made bigger news but the nhl um it was an interesting post this week on nhl on twitter where they were i suppose the nhl were slammed i suppose uh, the, this article titles it nhl slammed for telling fan trans women are women after he asked why men are playing on a women's team in response to tournament what should be noted was that the NHL came to the defense of there's a, a tournament currently ongoing um, or currently taking place or had just finished um, in Canada, which was a, um, tra- a, a, a trans tournament, um, shall we say. It was Team Trans Ice Hockey, um, which describes itself as the first ever ice hockey team made up entirely of transgender athletes. Um, the NHL put out a tweet supporting this this um the, the tournament and highlighting the unique nature of the tournament and giving its support behind the, the the meaning of this in terms of the whole equality and hockey for everyone and that's the what the nhl stance was so the nhl put that out and the people were under fire basically the nhl came under fire with one 
man saying why is there you know people why is there these men playing on the women's team and blah blah, blah and vice versa and the NHL's reply to it was trans women are women trans men are men non-binary identify identity is real um so NHL were obviously defending their stance in terms of like why they were supporting this um and they did come under fire for it um and I think they were came under fire because of the high brief and how sharp their response was on twitter um from my point of view and from from my opinion um i think the response was spot on i think the nhl were right on in their response in terms of yep just sharp straight to the point making their statement clear um the, the people who have other fans on 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 facebook and twitter were saying like you know well why are nhl taking part in such a political stance and having such a political you know take on it and again as, N- as NHL came out and said it's big two fingers up to those people who were kind of saying that it should be happening where they NHL were just coming out and being like hockey's for everyone equality and we'll support and we'll stand by exactly what we said and if you're not a fan of it goodbye yeah. and that's so pretty much NHL's take on it yeah it's only political people made it political it's uh, it's an entirely it's an identity and it's uh, you know it's your own medical um, identity you know you, you know how you identify it's got nothing to do with politics and I agree. And I suppose at the moment, obviously, there's, um, you know, obviously it's, I suppose that at the moment that it is, um, I, I, I suppose, a, a big talking point in the world of, of athletics and uh, athletes. So I suppose not as just it's athletics. It's more but, difficult in the States than it is everywhere else in the sense that they put so much for sporting in their scholarships. Um, and if it's the difference, uh, there are people are worried that if it's the difference between, um, say, uh, a trans uh, athlete getting in over say a woman um, a non-trans woman um, they're saying well they, they had a, a developmental boost when they were younger um, which you know it's a hard thing to turn around and say well they're lying that's not true but the person should still be allowed to follow their passions so uh, yeah. but it's yeah it's going to be a difficult for everyone to work out but that's uh, the actual this tournament yeah, 100% is yeah. just, you know, it's non-political statements, people playing hockey. Exactly. Play 100%. And I think that's what the NHL are trying to say. The NHL were basically trying to say in their response to this and their, their stance on this was, well, we can't, we can't be preaching equality and hockey is for everyone the whole way through our season. We try to do it the whole way through our season, do it through uh, different nights and stuff where we kind of do sponsorship. We do different like takes on things. We try to kind of include everyone in different ways. We do that through culture. We do that through sexuality. We do that through whatever means it might be. So why would the NHL change their stance in terms of like we're not supporting this tournament as well? And I think that's what they were trying to come across as. And then some people just kind of thought, why? They're bit, I think it was the sharpness of the response. And I think just some people just kind of get a bit sensitive around sharpness whenever it comes the sharp responses but um i just thought it was an interesting um article um it's, and it's also definitely twitter it's like the it's also twitter it's like the most toxic place in the planet it's it's At definitely getting that way it's definitely <laughs> getting that way, definitely getting that way. Uh, i like that you had to clarify because just before we started this podcast i was uh, marty and i were talking about it and i was i was confused by the article i was like why is the nhl getting slammed and <laughs> i was checking <laughs> i was making sure that they were saying what i thought they were saying I was like, why are they being slapped? This is this is a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who are these idiots? <laughs> anyway. Um that's me. That's all I've got. Well No more time, no. Uh we have no, no, no period bricks, No uh no one in the penalty box. Let's put all those idiots on, on Twitter into the penalty box. Boom. Um, put tw- just put um, Twitter in. Um but let's put let's put Twitter, <laughs> Twitter in the penalty, penalty box. box. Sounds like a good idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that that ends the the period three. Yeah, I don't, we, 
are we doing star segments? No, like we that? don't have our, we don't have the star segments filled in. We haven't been doing it in a while. Um, I think it's kind of fallen to the wayside a bit. Um, we haven't been doing it in a while. Um, obviously we've we we kind of kind of let that slip a wee bit. So, uh, but we have nothing for this week either. And actually, we don't have anything else really apart from an overtime segment either. Um, I think we did get one question on on Twitter. Let me just find that. I think this was more directed towards Dave. To be fair, um, jeez. I know. Um, <laughs> let me just. Yeah, my Twitter. Somebody <laughs> asked me where the hell it was. <laughs> yeah, we were you there. Uh, let me just find the question. You talk among yourselves there for a second. Um, I have to do it the long way because my phone is currently up here as a camera, and I can't, I, I can't turn it around to get it looked at. Um, I think it was. Um, I think it was. The, I think it was more like a what was Dave's thought on the recent trade or. Um, I think was it a trade or did you bring someone in new into the Minnesota Wild as of yesterday I think or something oh, was it Rand um, Reeves I think was traded or something or from from New York New York yeah yeah. it's going to be it's going to be interesting this, this season's been a bit mental um, you know we uh, th- uh, big Theo Fleury's becoming the, the go-to man Nets um, which was surprising and then he got injured but he's back, <laughs> you know. So, um, and then there, there's been a lot of lifting and shifting all rounds. Um, I think they're just trying to get people, you know, just fit people that can play, and um, it just made a made a good fit. Um, the uh, him coming in specifically, I don't really have very much. Um, I don't I haven't looked into the details of the trades. Um, to be fair, but uh, I know that they're they're struggling with uh, different injuries and people's ability to play at different times and then the fact that they, they swap out netminders and stuff. So Yeah. I thought it was an interesting moment. The, sorry. S- sorry, go ahead, Darren. Go ahead. No, nope. go, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I thought what was very interesting about that exchange, that that trade was the fact that like they traded him in for a, a draft pick, I think in 2025, was for <laughs> a, fifth, a fifth round pick in 2025. <laughs> Like it's, it's a really important draft. It's, it's like three. It's like three years away. It's like yeah. uh, well, I know we're coming to twenty twenty three now, so it's technically two years away. But um, but like still twenty twenty five. Super super important draft year. <laughs> Clearly, they, they know something that we don't. They must know something we don't know. For a long time. Exactly. Um, and they needed that fifth round pick, so they did. You know, fifth round pick. That's just, just had to have it. It's just a really <laughs> random number. This picked out, plucked out of thin air. You know what the terrifying thing would be is if they managed to get the the first, second, third, and fourth, and then it would just melt everyone's head. Yeah, that's it, indeed. Um, okay, uh, anybody else got anything? Uh, so that was interesting news about the uh, about the wild there. For anyone who's watching the video, Dave is wearing a a wild t shirt, and I just want to know about the wild's change of colors. <laughs> <laughs> this is about my t-shirt or the fact that they've been wearing the north stars colors no your t-shirt your, your lovely greeny blue my, t-shirt my greeny blue t-shirt uh, my potato camera your potato camera <laughs> looks like i've got like this weird sort of blusher on or something yeah yeah you've got <laughs> in the camera a lot of the camera very pink looking but your, your your t-shirt is supposed to be green but is actually it's like supposed to be green yeah it's like light blue it's really it's just it's messing my head um okay well if we have nothing else um then we'll just sign off for this week as we usually do um you can check out the content from this episode and previous episodes on our website at door14hockey.com uh get involved send us your questions your stories getting just open up chat with us if you want to um 
on all social media channels we're on facebook twitter and also on instagram at door 14 hockey um if you're listening to us uh on an old-fashioned way in terms of the podcast uh whatever your podcast provider is don't forget to give us a, a like thumbs up five stars whatever the review might be in that in your in your podcast provider of choice um it just helps kind of with the algorithm and all that sort of stuff and yeah it'd be great if you can leave us a review um and if you're watching this on youtube hi um with that we will sign off for this week i'm marty i'm dave i'm aaron have a great week <laughs> <laughs>